Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. There you go. There you go. I know you're awake now. Speaking of awake, uh, I ran into Sonia Hunegaard. Some of y'all might know her as I was walking in. And I fell asleep in my car this morning. I got here at 9, hoping to help out with the final touches of setting up. And then I said, okay, let me rehearse my sermon once again. And then as I was rehearsing, I fell asleep. So I didn't come in here until 9.55, Bob. And uh, as I was coming in, Sonia was coming out. I guess you were going to your car. And I told her what happened. And she said, is your sermon that boring that you put yourself to sleep? (laughs) And I said, I hope my sermon doesn't put you all to sleep. But this message is going to be abbreviated because this is not about Castle Rock today. This is about Mile High Academy. So I want to make my, the sermon is short today. It's a mini sermonette. So this is about you guys. And the message that I want to share with you all today is called the image or the likeness of Christ. Now, um, many of y'all, or I think all of y'all don't go to church here. So what we have been talking about these last few months has been, you know what, I'm going to face over here so that way I can see y'all because this is about you guys, right? Um, these past few months, my, the church and I, my church and I have been talking about the image of Christ or the likeness of God, being transformed into the likeness of God. You know, when I was your age, and I know this is a vast age group, but when I was in my teenage years, I fell into the trap. Tell me if you've heard this, that when you get older, you need to know what you're going to be doing or what you want to be. Okay, I'm seeing you nod your heads, right? Yeah, you need to know what you want to be because that's going to be the purpose of your life. Whether you're going to be a doctor, whether you're going to be an electrician, a nurse, or someone in finance, or maybe a teacher, that was ingrained in my mind that that's what I had to focus on, that that's what I had to do from that age, I think I was maybe 14, until I got to uh, college, that I need to know by that time what I want to be. When I was 14 or 15, I wanted to be the greatest artist out there. I'm a painter. I'm a sketch artist. I draw with pencils and charcoal. I love drawing. It's my passion. And I said, by 23 years old, I want to be well-known and renowned. And then, guess what? Did that happen? No. And when it didn't happen, I'm going to tell you something that happened to me. I got a little saddened and depressed by it. I felt like a failure. I felt like I did not meet the goal that I set for myself, and therefore I also failed my parents, my teachers, and my family, and everyone else that knew that I was a talented artist. So have you heard that already in your life? That at some point you're going to have to decide what you want to be. And that's going to be the purpose of your life. I'm going to tell you right now in front of your parents, but don't go home and say, hey, that's what Pastor Ed said. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that that's not the purpose of life. The last few months, Castle Rock Church and I have explored what the purpose of life is. 
And I'm going to bring your attention, and everyone's welcome to open their Bibles with me, whether it's physical Bible or your phone or your iPad or anything else, digital. Turn your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. The church family and I have been studying 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Paul is the one who is speaking, and he said, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit of truth. We've been focused on a series called Into His Likeness because I have learned, I am Heavenly, uh, heavily convinced that the purpose of life, listen to this part, I want you to hear this, write it down, or type it in your phone. The purpose of life is to walk with Jesus so that you may be transformed into his likeness. It has nothing to do with being a doctor, it has nothing to do with being an artist, it has nothing to do with living somewhere, going somewhere. It doesn't, it doesn't ha- have anything to do on how much you're going to make. The only thing that it has to do with is you walking with Jesus so you can be transformed into his likeness. That you can be changed into his image. What does the book of Genesis 126 tell us? That we are created in God's image. But because of sin, we are no longer in his likeness. We can get sick. We can get injured. We can ultimately, or not ultimately, we will definitely die at some point. But that's not God's original plan. Not for anyone in this room and not for any of y'all young folk. It's not. God's original plan was for you to be created in his image so you can live life eternally, in glory, in goodness. You're created in his likeness. I'm going to pause for a second so you can let that sink in on what that really means that you are created. You are all created in God's likeness. What does that mean? It means you feel the way he feels. That means that you can experience love like he experiences love. It means that you look like him. During the series, when we were exploring into his likeness, we saw images of Jesus Christ. And guess what? He has two eyes, just like you. Or I should say, you have two eyes just like him. Don't sell yourself short. I don't want you to fall into the same trap that I fell into, thinking that a certain job was going to be the purpose of my life. No, may your purpose of life be to walk with Jesus so you can be transformed into his likeness. Now, let me end it with this thought, or actually with this illustration. If I can get a volunteer, uh, preferably a youngin, uh, uh, someone from Mile High. Doesn't matter how old you are, but a volunteer, as long as you can get out, because I know some of y'all are trapped in the very corner. So, your name's Lindsay? 
I just heard someone say it, that's why. Look, it's never been opened, it's never been touched. It came with a sleeping bag that I bought one time, and I never used it, but I'd like to blindfold you with it. Okay? Cool. Now, apparently this is supposed to be for an extra, extra large head, like the size of my head. She smelled it! I promise you, I've never used it before! (laughs) Okay. Can you see anything? How many fingers am I holding up? Wow, you are right. Wasn't she right? I'm kidding. No, no, it was two. I was holding up two. So you can't see anything, right? That's like absolutely darkness. So I should use that so I can fall asleep. Okay, so I need another volunteer. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, now it's used. Yeah. I won't even try to smell it. Okay, uh, let me get another volunteer from... Okay, come up here. What's your name? Young man. Christian. Okay, cool. That's a cool name. All right, Christian, I want you to go anywhere in this room. Okay. But you're going to... I'll tell... I'm going to tell Christian. Lindsay, you can hear this. It's not spoiling anything. You're going to call to her, and she has to follow your voice. So make sure... You know, I, I care about Lindsay. I don't want her tripping on anything, so make sure it's somewhat clear. Okay? All right. So you get to pick the spot wherever you're going to be at. And Lindsay, I'm going to spin you around like a pinata, or when you're about to strike a pinata, so you don't know where your um, direction is. Okay. Now I'm going to spin you the other way. Yeah. Now I'm going to spin you really fast. I'm kidding. Oh, no, you did that on yourself. Okay. Let's keep spinning you. Okay, let's keep spinning you. can't know her whereabouts right now, so everyone has to be quiet. I'm going to spin you again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, you know Christian, right? He's a classmate of yours? Uh, I know him. Um, is he a friend of yours? Sure. Sure? <laughs> I mean, that's not a good thing to say right now, because he could say, wait, wait, we're not friends. Let me just... Let me give you instructions to run into the wall. That's what Christian's going to do. Christian, don't do that, okay? All right. So all you have to do, Lindsay, is go towards Christian, and you have to listen to him. Um, Maybe we're going to make this challenge. Do we want to make it challenging for Lindsay? Yes? Okay. I want you all to talk amongst yourselves right now about anything. What you ate last night. So then Lindsay needs to hear Christian's voice. <laughs> All right, Lindsay. Can you hear Christian, Lindsay? Go to him if you can. <laughs> All right, stop. Everyone stop. Lindsay included. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, don't, don't worry, that was John. John's a nice guy. Okay, all right, okay. Now I want, I want Christian to uh, yell Lindsay's name again, but this time no one else is talking. All right, you found him! Yay! Thank you. The two of y'all can go back to your seats. So, so Christian, are you friends with Lindsay? So you're saying yeah, and she said I guess. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I, I should wash it, right? You want to... S- no. It smells like vinegar. I actually like the smell of vinegar. Okay, so let me read this last text, and we'll, I'll conclude so you guys can go back about uh, singing your music and playing your instruments. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, so if you have your Bible, turn with me there. This is a continuation from chapter 3, okay? The idea of being transformed into the likeness of Christ, it's all uh, a continuous thought as we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. And Lindsay and Christian, I want you to listen to this part. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Who is that? Who is the God of this age? In short, that's specifically talking about Satan, not one certain king. It's not Nero, because this is happening, happening in the time of Nero. It's not a Roman emperor. It's Satan, is who Paul is referring to. That Satan has blinded us. And Lindsay, tell me, tell us what that experience was like when you were blinded. Could you see anything? You were confused. I love that word. Do we not feel confused sometimes when, the, when Satan tries to tempt us? We do. We feel confused. And just when we're trying to listen to God's voice, Christian was playing God in this and he didn't know it. Christian was calling for Lindsay. Could you hear him though? Barely. So you were even confused on which direction you, you should go. And you ran into this nice young man, John. Okay, and then you ran into this. Actually, you just ran into this entire uh, group of people right there. But it was confusing. You couldn't hear it. When could you finally hear him? When you were near and when it was quiet. That's why it's important to find a quiet place. Even Jesus found a quiet place to connect with God. So you don't hear the confusion. So you don't hear the thousand different voices. And sometimes those voices can be in your head. Sometimes it's you that are just maybe feeling anxiety. So pray to God to soothe your soul. Then you can hear him. And then I'm going to end with this verse. Why should we have any concern of having the image of Christ in our hearts or the likeness of Christ? Well, because in first, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, going down to verse 10, it says, We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, meaning that we, if we believe in Jesus Christ, we carry his testimony, his gospel His sacrifice in our hearts, for what purpose? So that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body, through our body. So that way Jesus Christ can be revealed to others who are blinded in this world. And if there's a time that we need people having the likeness of God... In their hearts, it's this time right now. Because there's so many lies out there. I won't even begin to say what those lies are. you You can turn on YouTube, you can turn on your news, you can turn on your TV. There are so many different lies. And we need you 
to be a representation of Jesus Christ wherever you go. Let's pray. Blessed Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for these young lives, for our students at Mile High, the ones that are here, but also the ones who were not able to make it today. We pray for them as well. May you care for your young generation. May you care for these young lives because there are so many challenges that they will go through in life. And they're going to be confused, like what Lindsay told us. There's so many voices that can tell us that we need to go here, or we need to go there, or we need to do this. But the one voice that really matters is your voice. And may we listen to that voice. May we put other things aside that is not important for our salvation. May we put that aside so we can hear your voice and see how you desire to direct us. I pray for Mile High Academy students. I pray for the teachers. I pray for the families that are represented here today that have a connection to Mile High or to any other church in this area. I pray for this community, O Lord, that we may feel your presence and that through your presence, through your love, we may be transformed into your image. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.